Some of you might remember the children's song that goes something like this. I'm not going to sing it. Isn't it grand to be a Christian? Isn't it grand? Isn't it grand to be a Christian? Isn't it grand? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday. Isn't it grand to be a Christian? Isn't it grand? And I think that we all should have that attitude. But there are times that I know that we get tired. There are times that we get discouraged. And it's kind of like what we had this morning, or what I was trying to get us to realize this morning. And sometimes we take mom for granted, and we don't always say thank you. And it's very easy for us to take God for granted. That He's always going to be there and always there to help us, and He is. Sometimes we don't say thank you. And I want us to realize that it is a wonderful blessing to be a child of God. And I hope you appreciate all that God does for us. And I think that we need to be reminded of that uh, from time to time. And so tonight, I'm going to talk about a passage of Scripture that we've talked about before. We live in a time where the world just seems to get more wicked every day. We have had a terrible couple of years, it seems, where things just get worse and worse. We've had riots, and probably will have some more. We have protests, and I'm sure that there'll be some more. People that are upset with our government and want to change it. My own personal opinion is, I don't know why anybody would want to change the freedoms that we have. We are blessed to live in this country. We've had pandemics. We've seen a lot of people sick. We've seen some people that we know that have passed on because of that. We know others that are dealing with it at this time. We hear from our missionaries that are in other places about persecution that's taken place. And it's very easy to wonder, where is God? But I will say that through all the trials and tribulations that we face on a daily basis, and that's just all the things that are common to all people, <clears throat> we all still have our own individual battles that we face on a daily basis. You may not know my battles, I may not know your battles, but we're all dealing with issues in our own lives. But God is there to help us. And the city of Nineveh, you might remember Jonah went there and he got upset that God spared Nineveh. Nineveh was a very wicked city. The people there were very barbaric. They did some very awful things to people that they took captive in the cities that they overthrew. They were a vicious, evil people. And the book of Nahum is a book that deals with that. That prophet was dealing with Nineveh 150 years before Jonah went there. And that's where I would like for us to turn, to Nahum, which is close to the end of the Old Testament. And there's only a few chapters... Three to be exact, and sometimes very hard to find. 
But I'll give you a few minutes. Well, maybe not that long. Passage of Scripture that I said that we have talked about before because I want us to be reminded and never forget this. Listen to what Nahum says in chapter 1 of verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. Our text tells us or reveals a message of tranquility in times of trouble. Many times in the Bible we can see where people were overcome with evil and it just seemed like it had gotten out of control. But you still see that God is still present. And I think that we need to understand that God is still present today. To see He is still alive and well. And He is good. It is a message that we find here in this chapter, a message of comfort in a time of chaos. It is a message of peace in a time of peril. And that point that Nahum makes there in the very first portion of that verse, when he says, the Lord is good. Brethren, I think that we should be able to and want to shout that from the rooftop. Because you hear the people in our society turning away from God more and more every day. And it's important that we realize that God is good and that we can tell other people how good God is. Because that is good news. Not a, He's not a divine dictator who sits up there on His throne and looks down here and just waits to be able to punish us for something that we've done. I've always said He's not like got a splash water up there just waiting for us to do something so He can smack us because we see that His love is very long-suffering, that He is merciful. He is a God of wrath. And yes, we need to fear the Lord, but we also need to understand that He loves us and that He cares for us. And that He's not some tyrant that is waiting to pounce on us to destroy us. I'm sure that you've heard the child's prayer where they pray God is good, God is great. How true that is. Because God is good. And God is great. And we need to tell the world that God is good. And that He is great. We can look out in the creation that God gave us. And we can see that that creation declares it. You can turn over to Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1. And there we find Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1. It says to the chief musician, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day order uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. <clears throat> there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. What's he telling us? What's the psalmist saying about God? He's telling us that the things that God created show us His glory, show us His power, show us His awesomeness. It's His handiwork. It goes on, we can see in other passages of the Scripture that the heavens that are far above the earth are so great 
and His mercy is steadfast and His love is always there. And now flip over to Psalms chapter 103. Let's look at a few verses there. Beginning at verse 8, listen to what it says in Psalms chapter 103 and verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. We can stop right there and think about God and what and the situation that we're in. You know, how many sins do we have to commit before God should be angry with us? We know that anger, that sin can separate us from God. And we know that He sent His Son to die on a cross so that we could be reconciled back. And so when we look at our sin, what do we deserve from God? We deserve His anger. We deserve to be destroyed. But yet, God is merciful to us. And He is gracious. We have been looking at, on, on Sunday evening for the last uh, well few months, <laughs> about God's plan of salvation. That it's through His grace that that plan is extended to us. Did God have to send us a way of being saved? No, He didn't. But God loved us enough that He did. And that's a demonstration of His mercy and His love for you and me and all of mankind. And people in this world need to hear that message that God sent His Son to die for their sin. And I believe that there's many people in this world who really don't even understand what sin is and what it does to them. There might be some Christians that's not quite sure what sin does to them. Maybe that's why we get involved in things that we shouldn't. But be thankful that God is merciful and that He is gracious. Verse 9, He will, <clears throat> he will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. And we can see that demonstrated time and time again with the children of Israel where He would get angry and almost be ready to destroy them, but yet that anger didn't last. We can see where He was angry with individuals, but His anger didn't last. God may be angry with us from time to time, and we can be thankful for that that anger does not last forever. In verse 10, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Think about that. Our sin separates us from God, and if He... If, if he reacted to that and did to us what we deserve, what condition would this world be in? What, would, what condition would you and I be in today? Again, be thankful that He doesn't reward us for what we do that is wrong. Verse 11, For as a heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. There's another key. Just like this morning we talked about fearing the Lord. That's the crowning glory of the virtuous woman that is found in Proverbs chapter 31. It's always a, glory, or a crowning of glory to the individual who fears the Lord and strives to the best of their ability to live according to God's will. That's important. Verse 12. I love this passage of Scripture. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Think about that. I've said this many, many times. When you think about how far it is from the east from the west, they never meet. If you go north and south, 
around this globe, guess what? When you get to the point, a certain point north, you're going to circle the earth and start to go south. But you can go as far around this earth and just keep going east forever. And you can go west forever. That's how far He removes our sin from us when we comply to His will. So yes, we need to be thankful for that. Verse 13, Like as a father pitieth his children, as the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. He has mercy when we're striving to do His will. Verse 14, And He knoweth our frame, He remembereth that we are dust. He knows what we're capable of. He knows what we can do. He knows how faithful we can live. Verse 15, As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. Life is short. Be thankful for what God does for us. Verse 17, For the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him. I don't believe that that fear that he's talking about is quaking in our boots kind of fear where we always have to be shaking. You've seen people that are like that, that you know, children sometimes when they're afraid of mom and dad, dad or mom moves the wrong way, that child shies away. You may see an animal that does the same thing because their owner mistreats them. And when that owner moves, that dog shies away. I don't think we have to be afraid of God if we're serving Him Righteously, if we're serving Him to the best of our ability and doing His will, we don't have to be afraid. He knows us. He cares about us. And His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those that remember His commandments to do them. We don't have to be afraid of God when we're doing His will. You know, it's like the policeman in, that pulls up behind us. You know, you're driving down the road and you look up and all of a sudden there's a police officer in your rearview mirror. Well, if you're driving a speed limit and you've given your done your, use your signals and all the things that you're supposed to, you shouldn't have to be afraid. If we're doing what God wants us to do, we shouldn't be afraid. So God is good. God is good in the blessings that He bestows upon us. The gift of His grace, as I mentioned, He didn't have to give us a way of being saved, but He has. He's given us an opportunity for salvation, to be redeemed, to be bought back, to have our sins washed away by the precious blood of His Son. He blesses us to live in a free country where we can worship God, where we can live a Christian life, without having to fear people coming to our house and breaking our legs because we are a Christian. That day may come. I hope it doesn't. But we're blessed to live in a country where we can live as a Christian Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday. We're blessed. You think that just happens? I think it's because of God. What a great blessing it is to be a part of God's people, a congregation of God's people. Do you look forward to coming to worship? Do you get excited about being able to come to Bible class? Do you get excited knowing that we're going to come together? Oh yeah, we get annoyed. We've got to wear a mask. But the most important part is we're part of God's family. That's a privilege. He also gives us free choice. Sometimes we make the right choices and sometimes we've made the wrong choices. God didn't wind us up to be robots to do everything that He says without our decisions being involved. God wants people to follow Him because that's the choice that they've made. He tells us what we need to do and we have a choice as to whether or not to do those things. What a wonderful God! You know, there are kings and there are leaders that will say, this is the rules and I'm going to make you do those things. God says, this is the rules. You have a choice. And He tells us the alternatives. You can have heaven as your home or you can be lost in hell forever. That's the choices that you have. And He allows you to make that choice, to make that decision. God is good. God is great. We need to shout that from the rooftop. People need to hear that message. You know, Satan tries to cripple our influence and our productivity in the work that God has given to us. And he tries to help us to develop doubt in our mind. And I think that we see that even in Genesis when Adam and Eve were in the garden and God told them not to eat of the forbidden fruit. And then you see the serpent show up and he tried to plant doubt or began to plant doubt in Eve's mind. The devil tries to do that with us. Are you really saved? Are you sure? Is God really there? Are you sure? Does He care about you? Well, why do you have so many problems? You think that's the devil working? How often do we stop in our busy schedules and take the time to thank God for all that He has done for us. To appreciate the blessings that we enjoy because of Him. The little boy was telling his grandma how everything in his life was going wrong. He's telling his grandma about all the problems that he had at school, with his family, and with his friends. Grandma was baking a cake. And she asked her grandson if he would like a snack, which, of course, he would. And he said, so here. And Grandma handed him a little bit of cooking oil. He said, yuck, Grandma, who wants that? And she said, okay. So then she took a couple of raw eggs and handed them to him in a bowl and said, how's this? 
Oh, yuck. Nobody wants, nobody wants that. And then she took a cup of flour, handed it to her grandson. Well, maybe you'd like some flour or maybe some baking soda. Grandma, those things are yucky. To which Grandma replies, yes, all of these things seem bad by themselves. But when you put them all together in the right way, they make a wonderful, delicious cake. You know, God works the same way. Many times in our life we wonder why He would let us go through such bad and difficult times. And if you have your Bible, turn over to Romans chapter 8. Because there I think there's some words of encouragement to help us to make it through the difficult times that we face individually as a group, even as citizens of our country. And we may wonder why He allows those bad things to happen, but look at what it says in verse 28 of Romans chapter 8. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Paul didn't say, I think. Paul didn't say, I feel. Paul didn't say, I would like for it to be this way. Paul said, I know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Together, all of those things make up our life. And there are times that we are faced with struggles in our life that we think that we're not going to make it through. And we make it through those times, and when we look back on it, we can see how much stronger we are because of it. How much better we are. How much more compassion we may have for someone else who's going through the same thing. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Can you think of anything that would be better than to know that our Lord will never leave us or forsake us? Yes, there's challenges that we faced. But how many of us are content and thankful for our Lord who's there day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. You see, every day this world changes. Sometimes for good. Sometimes for the bad. But we serve an unchanging God that loves us and embraces us in all those times. And we need to be thankful that He doesn't change. That He is the same today as He was yesterday. And He's the same today as He will be tomorrow. And what a blessing that is for us. He knows every weakness that you have. 
but yet He still loves you. He knows all the problems that you face. He knows the struggles that you have, but yet He still loves you. I'm sure that some of us have had friends that when they found out you know, that they needed help in some area, they left us. But are we content knowing that God is with us and will never forsake us? In Psalms chapter 103 and verse 13, as we've read earlier, like as the Father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him, for he knoweth our frame, and he remembereth that we are dust. God knows what we're capable of. God knows our weaknesses. And he still loves us. As I've said before, <clears throat> if he had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a wallet, you could pull it out and your picture would be in it. Because God loves us. Could you imagine the size of that wallet? Of all the Christians that God loves? Or how big that refrigerator would have to be to have everybody's picture on it? He sends us flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. Get up someday and watch that sun come up. I've had a lot of rain lately, so make sure you check the forecast first. But I've seen people that get up quite early. I've gotten up quite early too. Climbed up on top of mountains to be able to see the sunrise or the sunset. Spectacular view. So creation shows us how much God loves us. The question is, how much do we love Him? And here's the greatest thing about God. When you want to talk, He'll always listen. He could live anywhere in this universe, but He chooses to live in our hearts. Think about it. God is good. Tonight, if you need to respond to the invitation, you can have a seat up here on the front row. You have that opportunity while we stand and sing. <coughs>